Please turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. You know, I got to thinking about the people that we honor. Who are we honored? Who do we honor? When we think about honoring people, we think about honoring those who have paid a price for us, such as our military. We think about those who have accomplished something, like our graduates. They finished that part of their life and we honor them. We honor our graduates. Today, we come and we honor our mom, who has both paid a price and accomplished the things that uh, are worth honoring. But we honor her mostly because of who she is. And we're, we're blessed to be able to, to do that. And so we're going to dive into Ephesians chapter 6 and we're going to read verses 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word to us. And Father, so often this is preached to children, but we will always be the children of our parents. We will always be your children. And Father, we ask that today that... As we remind our moms how much they mean to us, I pray that this is another day that is that they're used to hearing that from us. And so we thank you for them. We thank you for these, these precious women who, some of them spent sleepless nights. Some of them have carried prayers to you over us. And some of us, some of them have interceded and praying for us in Things that we didn't even understand, but they knew because they're our mom. And so we thank you for them. I pray as we travel through here today, I pray that we'll understand what it means to honor our mom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we look at honoring our our moms today, we're going to see obedience. We're going to look at what it means to honor and the results of doing that. And so as we begin with obedience, you know, as children, we're instructed to obey, right? Kids, we hear that. Obey your parents. Don't we love that part of it? Right, kids? Louder, right, kids? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Obey your parents. Do what they tell you. With only one exception to that rule. If your parents ever tell you to violate scripture, then and only then may you appeal to them and say, this is what God's word says. But we're called to obey and obey has such a negative connotation to it, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. We usually, when we think of the word obey, we think of it in terms of having to do something we don't want to do, right? Because it's never applied when it's like, obey your mom and eat your cake, you know, nobody has a problem with that. And that doesn't feel like obedience, does it? Because we want to do it. 
Usually obedience, when we hear the word obedience, we think about it in terms of things we don't want to do. But that's a selfish reaction to a word that is not in the meaning. We obey them out of joy. We obey them because they're right. We obey our moms because they're smarter than we are. Amen, ladies? Amen. Yeah. We obey them because they've been down the road further than we have. You know, if somebody's traveled somewhere and they want to tell me how to get there and I want to go there, I listen to them because they know where all the potholes in the road are. You know, I think of, whenever time I think about that, I think about some of the, have y'all seen some of these videos on the, like the world's most dangerous roads where they're going along in the wheels and there's like rocks coming off of the wheel going down like thousand foot cliffs and you're going, how do they even pass each other on that road, right? And uh, I wouldn't do it. Carrie probably would. <laughs> she's, got, she's the daredevil between us. But uh, I think about those things. And so I want to know where the problem areas are. And that's what your mom does. She knows that and tries to keep us from getting into trouble. And so when children obey their parents, it makes life easier on the parents and the children. Amen? Doesn't it make it easier? Isn't it nice when you say, hey, could you go clean up your room? And your kids go, okay, I'm going to go do that. And they just get up right then and do that. Does that ever happen? Did that happen when you were a kid? <laughs> Sometimes, right? Maybe. Occasionally. I think once or twice. <laughs> once or twice in 18 years. And so... It makes life easier on the parents. Imagine, parents, how easy your life would be if your kids would just do everything you said when you said it. Can you imagine? Parents, does that deserve an amen? Amen. Kids, did you hear that? You can make your parents' life easier by doing exactly what they say when they say it. But it makes your life easier, too. Because it gets that thing out of the way. You ever had to do something? Anybody ever had to do something they really didn't want to do? Right? Okay. Good. Now, how many of you, when that happened, went and did it immediately to get it out of the way? How many of you put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off and you finally did it? And so you have all this time of anguish and you still end up having to do it anyway. And now you've given away that time. Right? And that's how that plays out. So if we would obey, and we would obey immediately, is delayed obedience obedience? No, it's a, there's a time of disobedience, isn't there? So if they ask us to do something, like clean our room or mow the yard or whatever, take out the trash. And I say, I'll get that in a minute. Without permission to get it in a minute, then it's disobedience until we do that. And so we have to be, this is part of honoring our moms, is doing what they ask you when they ask you. And so there's, you know, when you do that, there's no fighting, there's no arguing, there's no threat of punishment. Those of you who delayed, did that ever motivate you? <laughs> if you don't get up right now, right? <laughs> Yeah. And then it was still reluctant. I'll go do it. 
Thank you, Terry. <laughs> She's giving demonstration back there. <laughs> and so we're told to obey them, obey our parents. That's part of honoring your mom and dad. That's part of honoring them. When we are told to do this, it's you know, he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. We're given a caveat. We got to bring all the kids in here for this. <laughs> We're given a caveat. Go get them. We're given a caveat about that this is in the Lord. See, God. <laughs> there you go. The very kids get in here. <laughs> There's a whole row open right down front. And all the parents said, Amen. Get them down here. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Should I start over? <laughs> but we do that, and we're told to do that in the Lord. See, God enables us to obey our parents. When you do something in the name of the Lord or in the Lord, it's doing it, you're standing for Him. And so submission to your parents is part of God's will for you. Now, if your parents tell you to rob a bank, you can't do that, obviously, because that's following scripture. But if they ask you to be quiet, or if they ask you to do this, or they ask you to clean, or they ask you to pick something up, or they say, you know, it's your to put the dishes. Oh boy, here we go. Maybe we should start over. <laughs> Oh, oh you're this, hey, there's room down front, kids. Right down front, down here. <laughs> Mark's happy. We're talking about honoring mom. I'm going to read the Bible verse again, just for y'all, okay? Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. This is your favorite verse in the whole Bible. Y'all know what that is? You're ahead of me already. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And so, boys and girls, adults, because we're still, am I still my parents' child? Yes, always, right? So even your parents are children, and we're children, to, to our parents and their children to their parents, no matter how old their parents may be. Am I still my parents' child if they've passed on? Yes. Absolutely. And so the responsibility to honor our mom and dad doesn't end at the end of their life. It ends at the end of my life. It ends when I pass away. And so the choices that I make do the things I say do the relationships that I share and have reflect that honor and respect for them? And so if we're going to honor our mom, we have to understand that we do it in the Lord. We do it as unto Him. And we're told in Scripture to do all things as unto the Lord. And so if Jesus were to walk into your room and give you the same instruction, would you return? Would you roll your eyes at Him? Have you ever, anybody ever rolled their eyes at their parents? <laughs> Ever had that little, that little, it's called the huff. You ever wonder why we do that? 
You guys, I'm sure you guys have never done that, right? You guys, when your parents ask you to do something, you just get up and you say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and go immediately. You never say anything. Because these kids down here are awesome. Right, kids? Amen? They didn't, they're afraid. <laughs> because the parents know the truth. That's the other thing. Moms know, don't they? <laughs> you better be careful. And so we're talking about obeying. So we're told to do that in the Lord. The Lord enables us to obey our parents. But he also, <laughs> we obey them out of respect for the Lord. Because all authority that's been placed over us in our life is from him. And so God picked your parents for you. And he picked you for them. They're there for a reason. Now, has anybody's parents ever irritated them? <laughs> But our parents irritate us, don't they? All parents irritate their kids for some reason because we get a mind of our own at some point. We have our own ideas, we have our own thoughts, and we have our own ways. And that's true scripturally too. But I don't. Is anybody here smarter than God? Nope. And the truth is, we're really not smarter than our parents either. Even though sometimes we think we are. They don't understand. They didn't have the internet when they were in school. I didn't either. There was a man who would come by, who would come by the uh, house and sell these books that would go up on the bookshelf. Called encyclopedias. And it didn't start with a W. It started with a B. Encyclopedia Britannica. And that's what we looked at. And we had to study. We didn't go out. We didn't have computers. And so things have changed. But they're still. And they may not have an experience in an area that you have because technology and things change. But I'm going to tell you, the same temptations, the same struggles, the same uh, desires to not follow them, they went through it too. And they know where the danger zones are. And so obey them out of respect for the Lord. If you respect him, respect them. He says, he ends this first phrase, this first verse with this. He said, for this is right. See, there is no doubt about what the right thing is. You know, you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what the right thing is? It could go this way or it could go this way. This is not a gray area it's right to honor our parents by obeying this is what's right it's the right thing to do you don't have the option of disobedience now what happens is is we get selfish don't we there's things we want that are different than what they're asking and it gets in the way it gets in the way of us hearing it gets in the way of us obeying And we get self-centered and selfish and don't want to do that. And that's where conflict comes. I know there's a time that I went through that it was constant conflict. And it was my fault. It was my fault. Because I I was a dumb kid who thought he knew everything. And the truth is, I didn't know nothing. And the older I get, the less I know. 
The more information I get, the less I know. But that's part of maturing, right? Unfortunately. (laughs) I wish it didn't have to go that way. And so, boys and girls, adults, those of you who are children, I'm speaking to children this morning, that's all of us, right? Doesn't matter how old we are, because we're somebody's child. God gives us instruction for our benefit and for for those around us. When he tells us to obey, it makes our life better when we do it, and it makes their life better. You want to make your parents' life better? Obey them. Obey them. So we move from obedience to honor, because we're talking about honoring mom today. Obedience to our parents honors them. Something tangible. (laughs) This is something tangible we can do to honor them by just obeying. Just following and doing what they ask. That's the great joy. That's the great joy. It brings them honor when we do that. When we follow what they say. You know, we're actually told that this is the first commandment with a promise. This was actually... Do do y'all know where the commandment is? Do you know this is part of the big Ten Commandments? Yes. Did y'all know that? It's found in Exodus 20 and verse 12. It says, Honor your father and mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. That's where it first appeared. That's not where it's quoted from here. He didn't quote Exodus here. But that's where it first appeared. Where he quotes here, it's reiterated again in Deuteronomy 5.16, which says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. See, the promise associated with honoring our parents is our days will be prolonged and will go well with us when we are where God places us. When we're where God places us. And so as we're obedient and as we follow them, as we honor our parents or our moms by obeying, God's hand will be upon you and you will be where you need to be because you've been obedient in these other things. And so God's hand will bless you as you bless them. So God, listen, Watch this, watch this time. God blesses us because of our parents. Y'all see that? See how that develops? I am blessed because of the parents that God gave me. And so are you. And I know, kids, I know your parents. You are blessed. And you know what? Your parents love you. The only person that can love you any deeper than your parents is God himself. Well, they gotta love them. Well, <laughs> they don't gotta, but they do. They do. You know, we think parents gotta love us. Parents, there's times that we don't like our children, right? And you know what? There's times that your parents didn't like you either. But they always love. 
And so we honor them. Are parents perfect, boys and girls? No. Well, my mom was about as close as they can come. But parents aren't perfect. They're not. But God picks the parents you need to be what he's called you to be. The parents that he's given you in life are part of the calling that he has for you. Now, have there been some parents that weren't great parents that have actually hurt their children? Yes, there have been. They've done physical things. They've done other things. They've done mental and emotional things to their kids, which is inappropriate and wrong. And we're not calling that right. But God will sort all of that out. If we do the right thing for him and don't violate his word, he will protect you. Or he will take that rubble and turn it into something beautiful. I have seen some terrible situations, some people that were attacked, uh, some um, mothers who were attacked, had children, and God was using those children because they were obedient and God, and He did a work in their life. And so what I'm saying is, is God, you, God is, He is in control of all life, ladies and gentlemen. And so don't think, oh, well, I just had a terrible and they were. You don't know my parents; they're horrible. They were awful. God can take destruction and turn it to beauty. And so if you think, if that's your excuse, I'm going to remove that today. So if you've been using that, I know you're not happy with me right now. But I want better things for you than to live in an excuse the rest of your life. I want you to live in the center of the will of God. Well, but you don't understand. I've got this issue or that issue. I can't do this or that. Or I've got this or that. You know, those are excuses. You know, when I watch people with with no legs operate <laughs> cranes and operate backhoes and, and people that uh, I, I, I don't know if you ever heard of anybody ever heard of Joni Erickson Tata I've seen her in person she was at one of the conventions and her arms were all shriveled up and her legs were all shriveled up constant agony from what she said and you know what she said she said if I can share Christ and she's raising her hand like this if I can share Christ and do that in agony and pain, what's your excuse? You can come up with any excuse you want, boys and girls of all ages, but we don't have an excuse to not be obedient to the Word of God, ever. And so that's what honors them. Listen, for them... When we do it, honor is a joy. It's not a chore because of who they are. It ought to be a joy to us to honor our parents because of who they are. It's not a chore. It's not something that, God, honor mom and dad. I know you guys have never copped that attitude. You know, there's a reason I did all the things I did so I can identify with everybody. (laughs) Thank you for enduring that. (laughs) <laughs> honoring God 
is not just a good idea, it's a commandment. It's a commandment. This is one of the big ten. Well, there's some results to that. There's some results to honoring your parents. There are benefits we enjoy from simply honoring our mom and dad. We're told that it may be well with us. Listen, your parents give you instruction to keep you out of trouble. Ask them one day when you're old enough, ask them if there's anything their parents told them that they didn't obey that cost them. The things that I didn't obey my parents cost me. It cost me. It cost me GPA. It cost me, there's several things. So if we don't pay attention, it's going to cost, there's a price to pay. You're going to pay a price either way. You're going to either pay a price by following and listening you're going to pay the price of not following and listening. There's always a price. But it may be well with you. When we follow that, they keep their, they're meant to keep us out of trouble. Your mom and dad will keep you out of trouble if you just listen to them. Mark, don't play with that nail gun holding your finger at the end. Oh, I won't get shot. Know what we say? I know better is what we're really saying. So it may be well with you that you may live long on the earth. You know, I'm not, I think there's two sides of that one. I think simply obeying them keeps us from doing the stupid things that could get us killed early. You ever seen that show, The Thousand Ways to Die? Anybody ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, there's... I, uh, you guys... We'll talk later. <laughs> the crazy things that people do... The, what, there was a guy here in Austin, this is true, this was on there, there was a guy in Austin that had a little bit of a gut, and he decided that he was going to do his own liposuction. So he got, he got a wet dry back and some numbing stuff and cut his stomach open and he sucked out all his insides. Killed himself. I bet his mom would have told him not to do that. I'll bet. We're crazy. We're cra- we need them. <laughs> we need them. Without them, we're in peril. I think that's part of it. But I think the other part is is that God, as we're obedient and honoring to our parents, the ones that he, that's honoring to him, that he gives us a longer life as well. I think there's two sides to this. And so your parents, listen, your parents make you look good. Proverbs 1, 8 verses through 9 says this, Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath around your head and ornaments around your neck. Grace around our mind. 
And ornaments? Why do we put ornaments on the tree to make the tree pretty? Right? And we all have a different theory of what makes a pretty tree at Christmas, right? Some of it is the eclectic nature of all the ornaments. Some is the simplicity. Others, every ornament has a meaning. You know, we have ornaments that we've drug around for 25 years now. <laughs> and so the instruction that we get from our mom is an ornament for us. And it's a graceful wreath. Your mom will teach you grace because I'll tell you, has anybody's mom ever showed them grace when it should have been punishment? <laughs> and yes, all the time. All the time. See, children, you can give your parents joy. Third John verses 1 through 4 says this. He's writing, this is John writing. He says to the, to, uh, the elder, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and testified of your uh, testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. If we want to honor our mom and our mom and dad or our moms on this Mother's Day and every day, walk in the truth. Walk where God wants you to be. Do. Ask your mom. Let's ask mom. If you knew we were walking in what God's calling was and we were being obedient to his words, trying to align our life with that, would that not bring you great joy? Wouldn't that bring you great joy, mom? Right? Some of you moms are praying for that. Right? You can give your mom joy by seeking the Lord with your life. How cool is that? You can change your parents' life. That's way cool. Listen. <laughs> Our choice to follow the Lord gives them joy. Parents want their children walking in the plans that God has for them. That's going to give them joy and it honors your mom when you do that. And so if we're going to honor mom, then we have to realize some things. Obedience is not a bad word. Obedience is not a bad word. Have enough respect for God and the choice He made for your parents that you receive what they have to say and follow their advice. See, obedience begins with honor and respect and recognizes that you do not have all the answers. See, folks, that's our biggest problem. Is we think that we know it all. And you don't know it all. I don't know it all. I learn new stuff all the time. Even in fields that I'm supposed to really know. Right? I mean, as I look around, I see programmers. I see plumbers, truck drivers, auto mechanics. Don't you guys learn new things all the time in your profession? Right? Insurance agents, or not agents, but... We learn new stuff all the time. 
And realizing that we don't know it all is important. And so gain wisdom from your parents. That will honor your mom. Two, honoring your mom comes from a grateful heart for who she is and all she's done for you. How you choose to live your life honors your mom because you are taking advantage of the opportunities her time and sacrifice provided you. You're taking the opportunities that her time and sacrifice provided you. You guys realize how much of your parents' time and money and sacrifice you cost? You know, if I went around, my parents would have had a lot more money. That's true. They would have had a lot more money. Kids, you guys just—you guys are a drain. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's just <laughs> you. We just drain their resources of compassion, passion. Time, money, and you think when they move out that they go away. That's not true, right? Right? (laughs) They come back. (laughs) They come back. They come back time and time again. And so, (laughs) we need to take opportunities that they provided for us. And how we take those, it honors them. So don't miss that opportunity. Now listen, boys and girls across this room, don't think if you fail at something, you've dishonored them. They want you to try. And it honors them that you tried. It may not work out. They know that because they've been around longer than you have. So honor your mom from a grateful heart. Three. When we choose to honor our mom and act on it, we avoid situations that can truly harm or kill us so that we have good days and it sets us up to understand how to relate to God. If we don't respect the word of our parents, how are we ever going to respect the word of God when he says, you're a sinner? Or when he says, do not lust after the things of the world. Because the end is destruction. Some of you already know that and you're still doing it. We desire the things of the world so much that we make choices for them instead of the Lord. It's a terrible thing to fall in love with this world that's passing away. You know, life life in this place is a fatal disease. But we should cling to things eternal and cling to eternal life. Bless you. Stephen and I were just talking about that this morning. About why do we invest in this world instead of in the one to come? We ought to be investing in this world that's coming. Because we're going to spend a lot more time there. <laughs> but you don't understand, Pastor. I just, I just got to have or I need to have this to be fulfilled. And Jesus said, I'm all you need. 
And I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've sought after all, most of the things in this life at one time or another. And I will tell you, they're empty without Him. And when we center our lives on Him, He fills in all those things that we actually need. He said, if you seek Him first, He will add all those things to you. And as long as you're not seeking Him, if you're seeking those things and wanting Him to give it to you, He'll never give it to you. You know why? Because He must be first in your life. And if you choose to put other things before the Lord, everything else will not come. Not what He has planned for you, it will not come. Because He is a jealous God and He will not allow something else to take the place that belongs to Him. So keep trying. Keep banging your head against the wall. Tell me how that's working for you. Listen, if it's true, it works every time. Gravity works every time. If I trip 16 times at this off this stage, I will fall all 16 times. I will not float away unless the rapture happens as I'm tripping. That would be cool, wouldn't it? I was looking for Jesse earlier. I couldn't find him. Jada said, I don't know either. So maybe the rapture happens. That would be fun to go just right at that last moment. You know, I think that's, that's, that's going to happen for some people because life goes on, right? In the middle of a car crash, we get raptured out. There'll be car crashes after for sure. Better find out if you're, air, well, I guess it doesn't matter if you're a Christian. If, you're air, if your pilot is a Christian, hopefully you go too when he goes. <laughs> But if you're questioning your salvation, you better make sure that your pilot's lost. Because <laughs> it's going down. That's terrible. Witness to him when they get on the ground. <laughs> and so when we choose, I'm completely wrong. When we choose to honor our mom and act on it, we have good days. And it helps us to understand what it is to relate to God. Having a heart to honor your mom blesses both her and you. See, that's the beauty. When, when God does something, it's not just for one person. It affects everybody around us. It's not just about one thing. He's the master of touching multiple people in each situation. Now, I read the story of this man. He was, he was teaching a Sunday school class. And he was telling the class about one of the two times that he sassed his mom. Not smart, right? He sassed his mom. Now, his mom was 4'11". He was almost 6 foot. And she had told him to do something, and, and he told her that she wasn't big enough to make him do that anymore. <laughs> Moms, we all felt it, didn't we? Let me show you how big I am. But he told her, you ain't big enough to make me do that anymore. Well, later when his dad got home, he was telling the story, his dad got home and he sat him down and he talked to him. And he said, you know, a woman is, no, is not any closer to death than when she's giving birth. And recounted all the things that happened at his coming and all the sacrifices that his mom had made. And by the end of that conversation, he was already in tears. And as he's sharing that with this Sunday school class, one of the ladies in the class said, 
You mean you didn't get a whooping? He goes, oh, I did. He said, but my father did that at the end just to drive home the point. And his whole problem was, is he didn't have the right perspective. When his perspective got right about his mom, he honored her. And boys and girls, adults, we need to get our perspective right on our mom and dad and honor them out of love and joy, out of our love that we have for the Lord because we have the opportunity. And as those whose parents have gone before them already, if your parents are still here, don't miss the opportunity. And those of you whose parents have gone before, you will get to see them again one day. And you honor them by how you live each and every day. You don't have to sit in anguish and feel like you've done a bad thing. Or that they're not here and you can't honor them. You can honor them by how you live today. And so, for us, the question is, you know, if we set aside this time once a year to honor our mom. But honoring our parents is really every day. It's not just once a year. And so, are we living in a way that brings honor to them? I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head and close their eyes.